Hello and welcome to Helen Talks Who. I'm Helen and today I'm going to be talking about Father's Day, which is a great episode. It's also uh, the first episode that I've done in this rewatch where I've cried for half of the episode. The uh, crying started at about the 25 minute mark. So let's see how that uh, kind of affects my, uh, affects my talking about it. Um, let's jump straight in with, I mean, it's Father's Day, it's one of the most emotional episodes of this series, so let's talk about the emotional through line. Um, honestly, I mean, it's, it's sublime. It holds the whole episode together, and I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to add to it beyond, uh, what's in the episode. Um... Let's talk about uh, Pete and Rose. Um, I mean, the whole idea of this episode of Rose wanting to go back and see her dad and then, you know, ends up saving him and then gets a chance to properly interact with him, even though everything is uh, going to hell in a handcart. Um, I really love that Pete kind of works out what's going on a bit a bit at a time from just putting the pieces together um partially because that like pushes forward his kind of interactions with Rose um and also partially because you can kind of see where Rose gets her sort of um I don't know uh investigation skills um hopefully you know what I mean when I talk about that there's also um the lovely moment at the end when 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 they're saying goodbye when Pete's about to sacrifice himself, um, where he says, Thanks for saving me and that bit really got to me this time. This idea that just because she wasn't able to save him in the end, just because like it didn't work, doesn't mean that, you know, the action of trying was any less important um and yeah that really got to me this time um as just a little beautiful uh beautiful thing but other than uh talking about those I don't really have much to add to them beyond what's in the episode just because it's done so well um so let's move on to talking about Rose and the Doctor because this is the first time we've seen them properly disagree about something. Um, I think. Yes, must be. Um, it's Rose making her first mistake as a companion, which, given everything I've talked about with how, um, how, how companion-focused this series is, like, it's really fitting that last episode we had Adam trying to use the the doctor for his own uh for his own uh benefit and then directly following that we have Rose um essentially doing the same thing um which is really why the doctor's so mad at her because he's doubting his judgment in inviting her along he's you know worried that she was actually trying to do what Adam tried to do last episode um he I mean 
so this is my thing. He probably also should have explained the rules of time travel with respect to this. Um, and I think that probably, like, contributes to him feeling a bit annoyed. But um, obviously he wouldn't really have flown away. And in the end, he looks he looks for a way to resolve it without Pete having to die again. But while I was watching the episode, I was thinking, and I actually um, wrote down in my notes, I was like, would the Doctor have really fl- flown away? You know, thinking, particularly with last episode, like, he, yes, he, he left Adam, but he at least left him back in, back in his own time. He didn't leave him in a completely different time period. Um, and then, obviously, later in the episode, the Doctor does actually say, I wouldn't actually have gone away. But um, it did kind of, um, you know, you, were, you weren't sure, or, or at least I wasn't entirely sure when watching it. Um, I did wonder, you know, would, would the Doctor have actually left her there? But no, of course he wouldn't. Of course he wouldn't. Um, there's also um, lots of other little kind of um, little sort of... Uh, relationships obviously you also have like the Jackie and Pete and and the idea of like Jackie looking at Pete through rose-tinted glasses uh, pun not intended in that case Um, and you have uh, the bride and groom and you have um, even like uh, Jackie and the doctor's interactions where the doctor's got this knowing thing of I know what you're like in 18 years time and we don't exactly get on the, on then and that sort of influences how I'm interacting with you here. Um, yeah, it's just a really, a really good episode. It has character and emotion as the driver, not the mechanics of the plot and it works so well. Having said that, I do want to talk about time paradoxes. Um, I love a good time paradox and I do like thinking about how time travel works in the Doctor Who universe. Um, so what the episode makes really clear is that it's the fact that Rose tried twice to save Pete. That's more of an issue than the fact that she saved him. Um, the fact that there's two sets of them, that's a vulnerable point, And then she actually, you know saves him rather than just being with him and that's what lets the reapers through and and causes all of the issues um because later on in the episode as well the doctor's trying to find a resolution that means that pete doesn't have to die um and i would assume that if you know there was some rule of time that said no pete absolutely has to die you know if it was a fixed point in time as we later learn about in later series then the doctor wouldn't have tried to find an alternative um really pete only has to die because rose touches the baby and um the reaper comes into the church and destroys the whole uh backup summon the tardis plan but a thought experiment something i'd like to think about is what would have happened if rose had saved pete the first time my initial thoughts was that it would you'd be looking at the uh the grandfather paradox um so the grandfather paradox is the idea that if you go back in time and kill your own grandfather 
don't know why it's your grandfather rather than your parents, but never mind. Um, going back and killing your own grandfather would mean that you wouldn't exist and therefore you couldn't go back and kill your own grandfather. So time loops are fine. You could go back and shake your grandfather's hand. Um, you could go back and have a com- conversation with, with a relative, but you can't do anything to break that time loop. You can't do anything that would mean that you wouldn't go back in the first place. Um, and I still maintain that, like, the grandfather paradox is kind of relevant here, but I don't think, from what we learn in this episode, I don't think the grandfather paradox kind of um, happens in the Doctor Who universe because the result that we see at the end of the episode actually is the grandfather paradox because um, what happens is... Rose goes back, she is there for Pete, and therefore the the thing that made her say, I want to go back to this day and I want to do this, that's no longer there. So we actually do kind of invoke the grandfather paradox and the fact that the world is still spinning um, in, in the Doctor Who universe means that the grandfather paradox doesn't really work. And that kind of makes sense from stuff that we'll see later on um where we have timelines kind of shifting um i think i mean i mentioned a few episodes ago that i think um the tooth and claw and the creation of torchwood causes some kind of time track that um time track jumping that means that we don't get harriet jones's golden era um so yeah grandfather paradox doesn't seem to be a thing in the Doctor Who universe. Instead, what seems to happen is that time shifts, unless you're dealing with fixed points and, and, and all of that stuff that I'm sure we'll talk about when it, when we learn more about them in this rewatch. Um, yeah, time just sort of shifts around the change. So um, it's more like... It's more like the idea of kind of parallel universes and jumping time tracks that seem to happen when they change history which um which is good for the story and good for the rules of the fictional world because it means that they don't break the world um every time they do a historical episode or 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 every time they change stuff now let's uh i want to lighten mood a little bit um, by talking about some of my favourite little moments in this episode because like I say the overall emotional story is so good that I, I, I don't really have much to um, add to it or much to talk about um, but there are a few kind of little moments and I've already talked about Jackie and the Doctor's interaction which um, yeah I really enjoyed it something about the like almost fourth wall break where we're in on the joke with the Doctor and Rose, because they understand that, you know, Jackie would never give Rose to the Doctor to look after. And, and yeah, it's sort of bringing the audience in on the joke. Um, I really liked... I mean, the whole thing with the bride and groom is such a lovely little moment. Uh, very Russell T Davies. Um, yeah, very much so. Um, 
And the other little moment I really liked was the uh, Alexander Graham Bell phone call. When the doctor hears it, he's really enthusiastic. Like, it almost seems like he's about to fanboy about uh, Alexander Graham Bell before, obviously, realising that, you know, serious stuff is happening and he has to focus. And I really love that little moment. Right, let's talk coincidence cause catalyst. Are the monsters there independent of the Doctor because of the Doctor or do they just accelerate their plan because the Doctor's here? This one is our first cause episode of the of the rewatch. Um, I mean, when I say are the monsters there because of the Doctor, what I really mean is are the monsters there because of the TARDIS team? Because obviously it, it, it's Rose. Although I maintain that... As it was such a serious thing, the Doctor really should have explained the rules of time travel to Rose before going back the second time. Um, yeah. But yes. Uh, the Reapers are there. Absolutely. Because of the Doctor and the TARDIS team. Thank you very much for listening. Um, there's an email address if you want to get in touch, add your commentary, ask any questions um comment on anything that i've said the email address is helen talks who at gmail.com um i will see you next time for the empty child and the doctor dances so we'll be looking at gas mask zombies and uh, the introduction of captain jack see ya <laughs>